Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Get yourself some gas and air and breathe deeply. We're talking on the phone while he had his arm inside my vagina. In my head... I was saying, could you go and see if the anaesthetist is free? And what I was actually saying out loud was, help me. CD player doesn't work. I was like, I'm staying. I'm a fucking CD player. Where's my playlist? That's one tour in every minute with me, Beth Murray. Available now from Great Big Owl. Help me. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, my darlings. Welcome to the Anna Man podcast. Hello. Hello to you, you little shits. You little... Oh, I didn't mean that. That was a bit harsh, wasn't it? But well, no, 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 you little... You cheeky little shits, all of you. Cheeky little shits running around outside, causing havoc everywhere. You've been given... The leash has been taken off and you're you're out there, aren't you? Like absolute Jack Russells, like Mother's Jack Russell who has been staying with us all the way through lockdown. She actually calls him Jack Russell, which I thought was incredibly lazy and also unnecessary. If anything, just call him Jack or Russell. He's always nipping at your knees. He's quite tall. Normally it would be ankles, but he's quite a tall Jack Russell. I'm actually quite sure he's a Labrador, but she swears he's a Jack Russell. But I don't know. She plays mind games. Mother plays mind games. The point is, you little little shih tzus are out there, aren't you? You little monkeys spreading all your feces on all and sundry. Big old Boris has given you the cue to get out there and off you go. Good on you. Good luck to you, my darlings. You know, let's hope, let's hope there aren't horrendous consequences. It's been a tough one, really, because of all the noise. We live, of course, next to a park. Well, I say next to a park. We're sort of in the middle of a park. Mother got it for very cheap, the house we're staying in at the minute. It was a toilet, so from the outside it does look very small, and obviously windows are few and far between. However, it does go very deep into the earth, so it's a lot bigger than you might think when you first enter. Sue's got a swimming pool underground. She's not well, bless her. She's got some scaffolding done around the house slash toilet which was a bit annoying because when Boris announced that the lockdown was sort of you know not even coming to an end isn't it it's just sort of petering out she ordered a load of scaffolding done so it's been built up there's all around right by the windows they can see into our house which is awful because you know I'm often naked if I get angry which is all the time I can get angry just if the wrong thing's on telly I can get angry I have to take off all my clothes instantly it's just a thing I've always had otherwise I overheat 
when I get angry, I overheat, so I have to take off every single item of clothing, and then, you know, 20 minutes later, I put them back on again. But the problem is, Sue's burnt all our blinds. That's another story. So it's an absolute nightmare, it really is. I feel like I'm in the crystal maze, if the crystal maze was in your house, and it was more about builders seeing you take your clothes off. What's particularly galling is that Sue's got all this scaffolding set up, but she's not having anything done. She just got all the scaffolding set up. I said, Sue, why? You, why? Why? She went, oh, because we come now, so I want to do it. I said, no, Sue, that's not a reason. You can't just set up scaffolding just because you can. But no, everyone's gone absolutely wild around here. And it's, um, it's lovely, but, you know, it's also absolutely fucking dreadful. I'm Anna Man, if you're wondering. I'm not going to bang on about my career. You might have seen me in various bits and bobs, such as the long-running sitcom Bits and Bobs. I played June Bits alongside the character Peter Bobs, who was, of course, funnily enough, played by um, Peter Dobbs. So he did ask to be called by his actual name, but they said, well, that wouldn't make sense because it's Bits and Bobs. If it was Bits and Dobbs... That isn't a phrase, you see. Bits and bobs is a phrase. It was it was a lot of fun, bits and bobs. It was mainly just bad puns around the idea that we were called, you know, bits and bobs. Which I don't think Pete ever got, amazingly. Because he kept saying, I think it would be better if we just use my name, Pete Dobbs. But, you know, and every week we'd have to explain to him, no, darling, the show's called Bits and Bobs because bits and bobs is a phrase. And he's like, well, bits and dobs could be a phrase. And we're like, no, that's not how these things were. Anyway... But yes, you might have seen me in that. You might have seen me in Watchmen the Musical. I don't know if you know that best on the wonderful graphic novel by Alan Moore. It was done by my nephew, who knew about those things. Obviously, I don't read those things. They're for kids. But it was a lot of fun, Watchmen the Musical. I played Dr. Manhattan, so I had to have my head shaved, be painted blue, and attach a fake cock, which... Well, they swapped all the genders around, you'll see, but then they, they decided actually it was better if they did the genders. I mean, the whole thing was at risk of being sued. You had women playing men, playing men playing women, but then the women had to be men and the men... It, it wasn't great, but I thought it was incredibly daring. Really good fun, Watchmen the musical. How did it go? Oh, somebody's been murdered. He was just trying to have a laugh. The comedian's been murdered. He got through out while he was in the bath, out of the window, down to the floor, splat! One day someone's gonna come along and wipe all the scum off the streets. Rorschach, Rorschach. His face is changing, always changing. Who's he gonna be? Oh, Rorschach, Rorschach. I know, I know, he met him somewhere. Who's he gonna be? Really not, not at my finest hour, but you know. Oh, the scaffolders in here. You know, the problem is, I think there's a real attraction that they have for me. There's a real, I can just, God, they're, I could see they're outside right now. God, if I, I have to try not to get angry, otherwise the clothes are coming straight off. And they're very, very handsome, these fellows. Well, one of them is. One of them's quite short and got a huge belly on him, which uh, still would be fun, you know, would be fun. But, um, yes, no, there's definitely something going on. I'm trying to avoid their eyes. Oh, oh, they just had a little kiss together. Oh, there's probably just a just a friendly bromance. No, they, oh, no, they're, they're really going for it. All right, well, read that wrong. Doesn't matter. Move on. Now, I've got a very, very, very special interview for you today. We've got some political figures here Turns out Mahogany isn't entirely useless. She's actually a bit of a politico and she's managed to wangle me, Mahogany, my daughter, she's managed to wangle me 
an interview with some really quite, quite big names. Here we go. It's time for the big interview. Join me at the end for my bedtime anecdote. Love you, kids. Take safe. Take safe. Take care. Stay safe. Fuck. Now, darlings, it's that part of the show, Talking to Actors, where I chat to one of the wonderful acting friends and colleagues out there that I picked up over my many years on the stage screen and tiny screen. I once appeared in, of course, Who's That Fat Twat, which was a little thing that you could only get on your phone. It led to some real trouble, actually. But anyway, this week we are talking to an actor of sort, a bad actor, if you will. We're very lucky to have him, I suppose, because he doesn't do many interviews. It's, of course, our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Hello, Boris. Are you there? Yes. Hello, 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 Anna. You know, is this working idea, you know, technology? Yes. Well, it's not my strong suit either, but I suggest you should get in on it a bit more. You know, this this test and tracing, what's going on there? Just jumping in at the deep end. I was told that I betraced every step I made, and I was really looking forward to it because I thought it could help me lose some calories, you know? Well, you know, I I don't... Not all of us can afford a Fitbit, Boris, you know? Right. I mean, have you have you you know have you have you have you been in contact with someone with uh, with with Kavoda uh, virus uh, or Kavoda? It's coronavirus, isn't it? You, is you it? don't even know the name of your own virus. You know, I've I've got you know you know what you've done is you've you've thrown a load of questions at me and I and I've got confused. So uh, sorry, it's is this why? Well, let's start off with the questions, darling. Why don't you like questions? You're a prime minister. I thought they loved questions. Why do you avoid them all the time? I, I do, you know. I, I, I feel like I, we started off on the wrong foot, Anna. You know, and I, I, I hope. You well, I've only got saying, one. I mean, I hope you don't mind me saying, Anna, that you know, we, we actually met, uh, met back in the eighties. I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember. I do remember wild, very well. Parties, and uh, you know, I know that uh, a bunch of us, we all invited you, and um, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I, we were laughing at you, but I think you, you were in on, 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 on the joke. Oh, well, no, I found it a lot of fun at the time. You know, I really did, Boris. I enjoyed that show. I think it was when, oh, it was The Greatish Gatsby. It was um, a reinterpretation of The Great Gatsby, but the idea was that he wasn't that great, which I thought was really clever, actually. Yeah. But you came along with some of your pals from the old, what was it, the Bullingdon? Bullingdon Club? How do you say it? The the Bullingdon Club. The Bullingdon Club, yes. There was you and... And you were a lot of fun. I remember you hired me afterwards to sort of dance on a table yeah. while you threw eggs at me um, and tomatoes, I believe, which, I mean, I wasn't against because at that time I was working with the Theatre of the Dicks and we were doing a lot of very confrontational physical theatre. But there was an element, when I look back, I do feel, were you being a little bit abusive there, Boris? I don't no, know. No, no, no. I mean, you know, listen, you know, we knew you were having fun, we were having fun, and, you know, I, I know that you, you got a little bit upset, uh, but I, I thought that you were acting, you know, I thought you're such a fine actress uh, that, you know, you're crying uh, uh, sort of, you know, made, well, made, made sense. You know? I seem to remember one of your gang, I don't know if it was you, I think it was one of the shorty, specky ones, actually yeah, got yeah. me in the eye with a crab apple. Ah, yeah, no, that's uh, Leo. And it, Leo, he, uh, you know, t- t- you know, he's a he's a little rascal, you know. But um, he'll be out. Uh, he'll be out of the clink soon, and uh, not for that event, you know. But he, uh, other things that I might not mention here. But uh, you know, he he he's uh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and I, I hope you didn't. Um, I hope you weren't too too hurt. You know. Well, no, I mean, you know, I'm an actress who take it on the chin, you know, or sometimes in the eye, sometimes all over your bloody face. But that's what acting is about. That's why yeah. we get into it. What I'm worried about. I can, well, of course, I had a piece to finish. It was a 14 hour show. You know, I, you don't just stop. 
for something like that. And you were paying me, you know, and admittedly it was in tomatoes, but still, you know, and by the end of it, a lot of them were quite squash. But I managed to make a kind of uh, casserole, which I remember I really enjoyed, actually. My husband at the time, John Smells, came round and we had a real feast. Anyway, that's by the by. So this is what you do. You lead us off on these tangents when we're actually trying to get the bottom of what's really going on with you. Okay. So let me put this to you. I... Even though I talk posh, you know, I speak the Queen's English and sometimes the Queen Mother's. But let me put this to you. I came from a tough working class background, right? right? I've had to really fight my way to get where I am. And where I am isn't very impressive. You, on the other hand, you know, with your elitist chums, you seem to have just taken over the whole country, you know. And, and, and do you ever think maybe I need to listen more to the, the real people? Uh, yeah, well, you know, people, you know, I, I sort of resent that accusation that I've not, I, I've not worked my way up. You know, I, I've, uh, you, you know, when I was, uh, you know, when I was a small child, uh, some people would say, say, hey, hey, Blondie, you know, come over here and uh, uh, hurry up, Blondie. And, I, you know, no, that was, that was quite tough to take. Well, I'd have bloody loved being called Blondie. I wasn't called Blondie even when I dyed my hair blonde. People still said it looked reddish. <laughs> you know? That's the worst thing that's happened. I mean, I could call you some other names, you know, Piggy, um, well, Rumble Pops. No, I, I don't know if we should, you know, go down um, this town. Posh Wank. What, no, what, what I'm trying to say is I, that... I've okay. often called you Posh Wank. Just screamed at the telly. Sue, the Posh Wank's on again. She well, loves you. She thinks you're great. Right? Well, there's yeah. something. That's worth thinking about, because Sue Clinch is as mad as a hatter. And if she likes you, you're definitely doing something wrong. Well, I, I, you know, my eyes, please do send my regards to, to Sue. Uh, but, you know, well, what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know... He I can't think... hear anything. Right. Well... Not above the sound of her own screams. Or something, I, you know, write her, I'll write her a letter. I'll write, shall right. I write her a letter? I'll write her a letter. Well, yes, um, I'll yeah. have to read it to her, obviously, but then she won't be able to hear it because she'll be screaming too loud. Anyway, that's by the... So she's blind and dumb. Is that, you know, is that no, no, she just screams over everything, so she oh. can't hear, and neither can I. It's awful, you see. This is the kind of thing that real people are suffering. Stuck in their homes, you know, in this case, not yeah. my own home. We, I mean, we're essentially squatting, I won't lie, don't tell anyone. But, right. you know, people are stuck in their own homes, while you and your Dominic Cummings pal, yes, yeah. and I'm, I haven't <laughs> forgot about Dom are off gallivanting across the country, you know, dicks out, just doing whatever the hell you like. Well, look, you know, look, Anna, I mean, this is why I've come to talk to you. You know, we, we have, uh, you know, we have policies uh, in place uh, to, 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 to look at all cases, you know, such as your own and Sue and, uh, you know, all the people that are struggling you know, here in Britain. But, you know, what, what, I, what I want to say is that the future is bright. You know, the, the, we are, things are looking up, the, the RA's coming down. Not and, in uh, my house. All the blinds are down. They have to be, otherwise Sue has a fit. Right. Well, uh, you know, look, I, I, I can only advise you to you know, perhaps uh, find a time. Well, are you going to come round and fix them? Well, I don't know if I can come round sort of, you know, personally, I'm very busy, as you can imagine, as uh, the prime minister. Well, I, but, uh, well, there we go. The great man of the people won't even come round and fix my blinds. All right, I'll come round. I'll come round. I'll come, you know, how does that sound? Really? Well, it sounds great. If you I'll know how to fix blinds. Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll YouTube it. You know, anyway, I, well, we've done it again. You know, now, what do you, you know, I, I need, sorry, I didn't mean to get... Dominic Cummings, right? I know you're sick of talking about this, but why is it one rule for him and another rule for Sue Clinch? No, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not. You know, that is not. That is not. That's not what I'm saying. It, it, what Dom did, uh, you know, I think anyone would do. You know, I, I don't know if you got children. Have you got children? 
Yes, I hate them. Right. Well, like, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got plenty of children, and, 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 I, and I know that I would do the same. You know, if I, my son was ill, and I, I would, I would want to know that I could drive. I want to, you know, please my wife on her birthday. That's the point. Is we were told, but Boris, we were told we had to stay in. Sue told us we had to stay in and stay under a table. It was two weeks before I realised that was a lie. Well, you know, look, I, I, I all I can say. How am I going to get those two weeks back that I spent under a table? It's common sense, you know. I didn't get to watch one game show, and I love game shows. Right. I, I mean, I, I like game shows. You know, I mean, I, be, I, I love catchphrase. I, I love. Uh, oh God, I love catchphrase. Yeah, you know. It's, it's, Fuck, I love catchphrase. Yeah, I mean, I prefer the sort of uh, Roy Walker days. Uh, you know, to, to the, I don't know. Oh God, yes. Chap, you know, but um, you know, it's it's, uh, and I, I, I get that. You know, it's part of our culture. Uh, and I'm sorry. I'm very sorry that you were underneath the table for so long. Uh, but two weeks, you know, Boris. Right, you know, well, that is that is tragic. I mean, admittedly, we no one told us to get under a table, but you know, yeah. you you implied it. Well, I'm not in sure. A sense. I did, I did imply it, you know, but but I think you know sometimes it's common sense. We need to look at ourselves and think, you know, do we need to stay inside under a table, or do we just need to stay alert, you know? And and, and if we see uh, anyone, uh, you know, who, I'm always alert. I carry a knife twenty four seven. Right. I'm ready to go. Come at me, and I'll come at you, mate. All right. I'm always alert. I, well, anyway, sure. this is an... Giving, but uh, what, I, what I will say is, you know, look, you know, if you see someone that you suspect may have the virus, then, then keep your distance. You know, I think that's, right, that's very easy. And, I, I, you know, can you, you, I'm sure, you know, someone as clever as you, Anna, you can spot someone who's got the virus. You know, is that, is that, you know, is that, that a fair... Yes, I, well, what I've been doing, being an actress, I'm able to see, well, obviously the first lesson all good actors learn is being able to see other people's aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm very good at spotting an aura, especially an ill one, you know, when somebody's right. ill. So what I've been doing is I've been going out with my little, I've got a little sort of pea shooter, and I put a little pellet, a paint pellet in the pea shooter. That's going to be mm. hard to mm. edit. And I, if I see someone who I think has got the virus, you know, I just spit a bit of paint at them. Right. Again. Just so other people know, stay away from them. You know, Sue accused me of actually using Nazi-like tactics, but, I mean, I don't know. We're facing the end of the world here, potentially. It's a pandemic. Well, I, you know, I, 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 think, I think that's good. You know, that's a sort of part of the track and trace. I believe that we should bring that in. You know, everyone having a pea shooter, uh, you know, just flitting. Bit of paint. It's, it's yellow for clean, as in if I see someone and their aura's yellow, that means they're fine. So I shoot right. yellow at them. Sure. Let me. Do, I'm just writing this down. I mean, yep. Yellow for yellow for clean. Yeah. Orange for not sure. Orange for Dom. Dom. I've got. I've got Anna. Anna. Is he there? Dom, oh, hello. Anna. Hello, Dom. We, we can get him on. Hang on, Dom. Come over. Come over. Come on. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Anna. You're. Hello. I'm just. I'm. Oh, it's you, you, is it? Mr. Yeah, Gadabout, Mr. Mr. One rule for me and another for another. No, that, that, no that's that's wrong. What I, I'm just um, I'm busy sort of advising the prime minister what he should be doing. I, I, can I help you? Well, I was just saying to Boris, you should take note of this because some some of your right. ideas I think have been atrocious. For a start, you told us to get under a table for two weeks. Well, you didn't tell us that, but we interpreted it that way, which admittedly right, was wrong, sure but still. Was... You didn't tell anyone not to get under a table for two weeks, and I think that is a glaring omission. Secondly, right. I've come up with a little plan. Um, for Well, first off, 
you have to be able to see people's auras. I don't know if you can do that, but maybe there's some government yeah, training no, you could set can, up or something. I can, I can do that, yeah. You think you could do that? And then you go out with a peat shooter, and if you see someone who's got a diseased aura, you shoot them with paint. And well, we sort of get hun- hundreds of thousands of people to be patrolling the streets and, and just spraying people in paint if they think they're clean or, or unclean. Is that, is that what you're saying? That's exactly it. You see, you're not so... But you do get it. When it's put to you, you get it. I think that would be better. For example, you could have doused yourself in a yellow emulsion when you wanted to go to Bernard Show Castle. Clean. Yes, and then we'd be like, instead of having that awful, frankly, one of the worst performances I've ever seen, and I've seen Sue Clincher's Cleopatra, but seeing you in that rose garden, or whatever it was, on that shitty table... I mean, what right. were you wearing, even? You know, there was no attempt. You know, I don't mean to be mean. I really don't, because I, I don't like... across it. quite strong, you know. What I would say is that I, I made an attempt to explain my actions, and, you know, I respect you, you know, as an actor, of course, but, you know, look, I was in a difficult position, and, and maybe if I'd have known about the pea shooter situation, you know, we could have avoided... I just think it would be difficult. I just think, I mean, look at how the rest of the world have behaved. I mean, you're, you're se- we're second only to Donald Trump. I mean, is right. he there? Yeah, I, well, like, he is here as well. We were sort of right. Well, get him on, here. get him on, because I've got a few thoughts for him as well. While right, we're here, which is really relevant now. I mean, I can get him, but uh, oh, yes, I, I, th- I well, I think so. I think Donald, Donald, don't put put, put that him down. on there. Put, put that down, Donald. What's yeah, it got? Yeah, sorry about that. I was just eating a little sandwich. Um, is everything okay? Can't face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a news vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the Smarts? Hey, we got the Smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. 
Um, it's a small theatre, but it's very influential in Chiswick. Um, I don't I do, know. I don't know this Chiswick thing. I don't. Chiswick, Chiswick, darling, and also how's it spelled? How's it spelled? Well, Chis, and then a Wick, Wick. You know the letter Wick. A Wick. I don't know. Hwick. I don't know this. It's like a well. Anyway, Chiswick is a place in. London, which is a wonderful okay. little town. You'd love it. You should come. You should come. You right. I think you're misunderstood sometimes. I do. Because I, I see a real performer. I see mm-hmm. a joker. You remind me a lot of my old friend, drunk old Freddie Basden. I don't know if you remember him. Could only perform with an erection. But brilliant. Really good actor. And uh, was he very popular? Well, within Chiswick, no. But he once did a wonderful, oh, he did a very controversial but brilliant piece called The Dispassion of the Christ. I don't know if you ever saw that. It was about a not particularly bothered Jesus. Right. The Dispassion of the Christ. I didn't see that, but um, I tell you what, it's really great talking to you, Anna. I think you'd be fantastic. I think you should work for me. Are you pretty? You sound pretty. I'm, well, I mean, some people might think so. A lot of, I'm certainly very tall. How old Um, are you? Well, I'm old enough to know better, if you know what I mean, Mr. President, but I'm not too old that I can't... Um... What's your playing age? Well, on my spotlight, it's currently 17 to 70, but I am thinking of bringing that down a bit. Okay, well, look, I think you could do a great job for me. You know, we got a lot of things going on, and we need people to front some campaign videos. Would you be up for that? I think you'd be... Real... We pay you, of course. Oh, I love it. I love it. What would I have to do? I mean, I won't do any of that racist stuff. I want to make this very clear from the off. No, I am not a racist. I am not a racist. Mm. All we would get you doing, perhaps we could dress you up in, a, in the Star Spangled Banner bikini or something. Oh, God, that would be lovely. Could, and you could sort of sing about making America great again. You know, we get you talking to some of the fans, some of the people at the rallies. I think you'd be a great ambassador. Something's coming to me right now. Hang on. Make America great again. Let's not ever hate again. Donald Trump won't wait again. It's Donald. What that's is great. I is like that good? That. Do you like, that's be honest really, with me. No, I think that's really great. I think oh. there's a lot of humor in it. And humor is very important to me. Oh, it's and incredibly important. It's, and you strike me as someone who is a very high IQ individual, actually. Yeah, well, it's well over 20. Right, okay. I don't even know if that's good. Is that a good thing? That's uh, Well, I think it's better. It's certainly, I'm no vegetable, let's put it that way. Right. You know, I'm no Einstein, but I'm certainly not a vegetable. Okay, well, look. And if I was a vegetable, it would be a clever one. What, like a radish or something? I was going to say radish, but um, any major legume. Um, right. So, Mr. President, one thing I want to ask before you go, I know you're very busy, of course, but what's your Never take too on... busy to talk to you, Anna. Never <laughs> oh, too busy. Gosh. You are a charmer, I have to say that. Thank, thank I don't agree with much. everything you say, but you're a charmer, and that's no, that's really quite wonderful. Listen, your support means a lot. It really does. Oh, well, um, where's your take on the arts, on acting? I mean, there's a lot of problems at the minute with the virus, all these protests, and money, of course, is going to be a big issue. I want to know you're not going to let the arts, the theatre, the opera even, you're not going to let it crash and burn. Can i got to be honest on? with you, I do not see... The future involving the arts. I don't, I don't think it's something we need. I think, you know, there's a lot of other jobs. Perhaps the army. Would you go to the army? I don't know. You know, I don't think the arts is that important. You know, people who have decided they're going to get up on stage. I mean, it's not hard work, is it? You know, so for me, well, happy to see it go. Wow. Okay, Mr. President. I'm sorry to say this, but you just lost possibly the person who would have helped you win your campaign. Cut me, and art stuff will fall out. 
right? And I'm not just talking poster paints. I'm talking proper expensive stuff you get from art supply shops, right? So we're going to have to... Your, you're, not, you're not looking at the bigger picture. I'm sorry, Mr. Yes, President. Yes. I don't want to look at the bigger picture. I'm sorry, but you just... In all the art stuff, you could paint a bigger picture. That's a good point, actually. That is a good point. God, you're clever. God, you're clever. You know, they make... I bamboozled you. You bamboozled me, didn't you? You really did. You really bamboozled me. Right, well, I'm going to bamboozle you now. I want to speak to my friend Luke, if he's there. Okay, we'll get him on. Luke, Okay, you thank you for here? your time, Mr. President. Very good-looking guy. Come in, Luke. Hello. Hi. Sorry about, sorry about that. Hello, Hi. darling. Hello, Hello. Luke. How are well, you? Hiya. Wow, that was a real tour de force, Luke, I must say. You're, oh. of course, the real actor, the voice behind all those voices. Yes. No oh. idea whether your Dominic Cummings was good or not. But it was very accurate. Was it? Oh, fuck, that was fun. I enjoyed that, darling. Luke Kempner, we don't have long. You're an actor yourself, of course. Yes. And now very much an impressionist, as we heard, with those three yes. wonderful impressions. And you can do sort of modern ones as well, can't you? Come on, fire a modern one at me, you know, as in oh. uh, Some people think I'm out of touch, you know, with modern TV. Let's hear right. a quick one. Do you have a quick? Okay. One? Well, what? Uh, okay. What about? Uh, do you know uh, this? That uh, tonight on Love Island. Do you know that one? Tonight. Uh, who's on that? Love Island. Is it Jimmy Cranky? No. No. no hang on. Not. Hang on. I've got it. I've got it somewhere. Uh, two couples. Are they going to couple up with each two other? Two couples. Two couples. It's Michael Barrymore. Shit. Um. No. Oh uh, do you know, God. Do you know, Do you watch? Um. Do you know Love Island? Do you watch Love Island? Love Island. I love Island. The country. Is that what you mean? No, no it's, uh, it's like a sort of reality show. What's a reality show? Well, they, they get all these people in on an island, and, and, and Ian Sterling is who I was doing. He's the voice of Love Island. And, he, and there's lots of people in it. You know, there's like Tommy Fury was in it, Tyson Fury's brother. Right. And what does he talk like? Yeah, well, he's sort of, you know, he's, he's kind of talks like that. He says, you, Anna, an exquisite. Something just like that. I, I, I mean, if you've not seen it, you wouldn't know. I like Tommy Fury. Yeah. Tommy Fury. I work with a chap called Tommy Fury. He he was in a skiffle group. What's a um, skiffle group? Skiffle group. It's sort of like a group, you know, like, have you never skiffled? No. It's kind of like an early um, pop group, you know, like the Beatles, oh. sort of the skiffle. Oh, we're skiffling along, Tommy Fury and the gang. Skiffle, 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 watch out, here we come. You know, that kind well, of thing. I like the sound of that. That's wonderful, wonderful. So, Luke, you, you mm. didn't start as an impressionist, though, did you? What did you start as? Well, I mean, presumably a baby, but... I started as an actor, really. I was in, like, uh, Les Miserables. Oh, and, fuck, um, who were you? Did you pull was... the cannon? No, no, I was, uh, I was Marius Montbessy. Uh, <gasps> yes. Yeah. Suta law. I love that. A heart full of love. And all that sort of thing. Oh, God. Did you sing the, shall we join them on their walk? Or however it goes. Yeah, I, I sang that. And, Is that uh, the one? Uh, my, yeah. How does well, it go? Um, shall uh, we go out for we... a stroll? No, what is it? Do we hear the people sing? Singing, singing the song, song of angry men. Let's all walk to the... Yeah, lovely, I love that stuff. Well and done. The big so one was um, uh, empty chairs at empty tables. Oh, God. Where my friends will sleep no yes, more. Yes, I've done it. I've done it myself. I've done oh, it myself. sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know. No, well, no, no, no. I used to just sing it to myself after after one of my productions, you know. I mean, oh. when I say after, I mean, I get to the interval and then realise no one was there, so I'd sort of... Sadly, uh, walk around singing that song. Have we ever uh, worked together? I don't, I don't, not that I 
recall. I think we did Who's at the Top of the Windmill, the children's oh, show. Oh, yes, I do remember. Who's at the I... Top of the Windmill? And at the end it's oh, Jeff. And who? That one, do you remember? Yes, and you played Big very Shepherd, big. didn't you? Big Tall Shepherd. Yes, yes, a shepherdess, of course. Of course. But yes. And I played a sort of travelling salesman. Yes, and you were trying to sell stuff to the kids because it was actually quite a dodgy production looking back. Yeah, I, don't, um, I mean, was, I, I didn't want to do it for very long. I just No, I think it was Carphone Warehouse had sponsored it. And actually, in the end, it was you were just literally flogging phones, weren't you? Yeah, during yeah, the and, show. And, we were, and they said the whole cast were going to get a phone and none of us, none of us. Got no one. one. I still haven't got one because I won't get one because I'm waiting for that one. And that was 15 years ago. So when did you start doing the impressions? Was it when you realised there was no money in theatre? No, it wasn't that. I just sort of got to a point where I wasn't enjoying being in musicals anymore. And I'd always done impressions of teachers. And, and then I started doing impressions of celebrities because I was sort of advised to do so. And I was doing like people like Andy Murray. And, Who advised you? Was that the government? Or was it? No, no, it was my friend Leo Starr, who's, not, who's also an actor. Yes. Um, and, and a uh, member of the government, I think. Yeah, I, I hope so. But he hmm. um, he suggested that I start just putting stuff on YouTube, and that's kind of how I got started, really. Wow, and you've got a billion hits? Uh, it's quite a billion, but, you know, we're, I, think, I think it's something like five million now, which is... Fuck! Yeah. yeah. Jesus, you must feel the weight of that every single day. <laughs> Well, the trouble is, you always want to get another one that's going to sort of fly off the fly off the shelf. Yes, um, but but it's difficult, you know. A lot of people out there, a lot of people making stuff. All right, Luke. Well, I know you've got a, a meeting, so we'll have yeah, to chat again soon because that was It'd lovely. Because sure uh, we have more mutual friends that we could talk about. Oh, hundreds, thousands. Well, did you ever work with drunk old Freddie Baston? Do you remember him? I think that he used to run a little theatre in um, in Chiswick, actually. That might be um, right. It was more of an insurance scam, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I worked with him. I, I did my first profit share there when I first left drama school. Oh, God, I think he you? was running it then, but he looked half dead then. I don't I mean, is he still around? I don't know. It's a tricky one with Fred because he's sort of technically died in the middle of three productions now, you know, where what, he's just, just gone. Or? Yes, once it was a scam, but a couple of times he did actually die. God. And it took all of the actors jumping up and down on him to bring him back to life, you know, because he's a big guy. Jesus. And then, but good on him, both times he finished the show. God, you man, know? And that's, that's sort of credit to the man, really. Well, and one of them was Troilus and Cressida, you know, oh, and he wow. was playing both parts. There's certainly, I mean, there's still, there's still pictures of him outside the theatre, I'm pretty sure. Yes, there's a picture of him, but I think he keeps putting them up there. He's very good at self-promotion, you know, so he will just mm. kind of stick plaques around, you know. Yeah. I think he did a film. He did do a film out in the Caribbean. Wow. Yes, but I think there was a big question mark over whether he killed someone during Jesus. a scene. Well, because you know he'd really go for it. Well, yeah. I mean, that he'd was, really yeah. go for it, 100%. And I think he it was just... He hit me once. He sort of in a... Did he? Oh, God. Yeah, when we, we were doing... Um, Basden. When we did West Side Story and we were doing the, the Sharks and the Jets and he, yes. he really got into it. Was, it wasn't even supposed to be a fight, but he was in a dance move and he just, you know, whipped round and, and smacked me clean in the face. Oh, well, if he senses, he's like a shark. If he senses blood in a scene, he'll turn it into a fight scene. You know, even if it's a love scene. I mean, it was hard, tough, actually. I was, I, yeah, I was in tears. Did know, you stick it? Oh, did you? Oh, God. Red rag to a bull. If you start crying, he's just going to come at you even more. Yeah. But, you know, look, he, um, arm around the shoulder at the end of the evening. And, uh, you know, I think I learned, you, you know, it was sort of learning things all at that time. So if you get him a chinzano and a pork pie, he's your friend forever. That's what he always says, you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, bless him. All right, kid. Well, is there anywhere we can see you at the minute? 
Um, you can just sort of follow me on all my social medias, all sorts of things happening. And there's a, a big TV show that's coming out uh, in August time, which uh, I'm going to do again. What's um, that? Annoyingly, I can't talk about it yet, but I like to at Ooh. least say something. <laughs> Very <laughs> but, uh, exciting, yes. Um, but uh, so it's all, um, yeah, so it's all, it's all good. But, uh, you know, just at Luke Kempner, just search me, find me, search follow him. me. Find him, no matter how long it takes or how Far tough the journey feels, you find him on that social media and you like him. Yes, all right. do. Please like me. Thanks, Luke. See you soon. Okay, bye, Anna. Bye. Lovely Luke Kempner there. Isn't he a talent? He really is. I wish I could do voices. I really do. The best I can do is old Canadian. And even that doesn't sound very... Well, it doesn't sound Canadian. It doesn't even sound American. It sounds Scottish. Sort of like that. It's terrible. But still, what a talent. And I really hope he does well. Not better than me, if I'm honest, because I hate it when people do better than me, especially younger ones. But still, I hope he does. I hope he does all right. Now it's time for Anna Mann's bedtime anecdote this was brought to us jogged from my memory and well basically written by the wonderful dakin sisters lizzie and sarah i don't know if you've come across their work as toby or indeed with their mr men books which they write now adult mystery men books god they've really cornered a market there haven't they clever clever and very cutthroat people actually just don't cross them that's all i'll say anyway they brought a wonderful anecdote back to my attention. I'd forgotten all about this. So now it's time for me to tell it. It's an anecdote all about my time in one of the most controversial musical films of all. I am a man, and a man is who I am. I don't know about you, but I carry all of my tension in my knuckles. I don't know if any of you have been through that. I've got very tight knuckles, terribly tight. Some people say it's arthritis. I refuse to be labelled. I won't say that. I think the first time they got really bad, I was in a really quite fabulous film in the 70s called Dogs the Musical. It actually came a long time before the musical Cats, and I think was better, but there you go. But this was all about, you know, sexy dogs. Originally, they actually cast real dogs, but they soon realised, brilliant though they were, they could neither harmonise nor keep time. So they had to get in human actors instead. I know, boring. Although they did keep one dog that could sing, who did a marvellous falsetto in the song Dirty Down in the Doghouse. It might be ringing some bells. Dirty down in the doghouse, down in the doghouse, you gotta get out of the doghouse. Brilliant, really brilliant, real tearjerker, actually. Now, they say never work with animals or children or old women, but honestly, this great dame was one of the finest actors I've ever worked with, and I've worked with drunk old Freddie Baston. Horrible halitosis. But when you're working with such talent, you can forgive that. I didn't even mind the bum sniffing. I didn't. I mean, when you've worked in the theatre industry, that comes as standard. If anything, I welcomed it. Now, I was playing the part of Frau Frau Pipi, Queen of the Pekingese, and we had to do the entire show on all fours, which was obviously very painful on my tight knuckles. Adding to that, I had to wear a little corset, which, of course, had been made for the original actor who was a dog. 
I mean, why they needed to make a corset for a Pekingese dog, I do not know. The costume designer had a very weird look in her eye. I think there was something of the sadist about her. I can't say for sure, but let's just say she was pretty handy with the costume pins. Anyway, I had a big scene coming up where me and the Dane had to do a sort of tap dance and he was supposed to catch me in the air, a bit like dirty dancing. You know, it was very provocative, very visceral piece. But I had a raging hangover when we came to film it. I'd been out on the town the night before with wonderful actor Hilary Skink. I don't know if you know him, a dear friend of mine. Actually a very terrible actor, God bless him, but he was a real towering column of a man. Very handy if you got into a fight, which I do frequently, on purpose. Keeps my reflexes young. Where was I? Oh yes, we'd been celebrating because Hillary had just won the lottery. I mean, it was only 25 quid, but we spent at least 300. Anyway, I knew before I did this big dance scene, I would have to get some food in me. God, you know, after you've had a real skinful, you've got to pack it in, haven't you? It was very rare for me in those days, though. I literally never ate. So off I went to the catering van, run by a wonderful family from Chile. Really interesting people, actually. Great backstory. But they fixed me up a little drink, hair of the dog, if you will, made with actual dog hair, of course, and a plate of deep-fried guinea pig. Now, some of my more sensitive listeners might be freaking out right now. I know what you're thinking. Ugh, Anna, how could you do it? How could you possibly eat a guinea pig? They're so cute. They squeak. But hear me out. They are actually deeply unpleasant animals. They're horrible to hold. I don't know if you've ever held one, but it's like holding an empty toilet roll covered in fur. You can feel the joints moving. It's disgusting. Mahogany, my daughter once brought one home with her, and she insisted on calling it Jamie Oliver, which was annoying. Anyway, I had enough of him within a matter of hours. I found him really quite rude, and I actually made her set him free on the M25. The only saving grace of the guinea pig is that they are fucking delicious. Seriously, a bit like sardines. You have to crunch through a lot of bones, but once you do, they are bloody moorish. And I ended up eating, fuck, 20, 60 of the buggers. I lost count. The big problem was, I then, after eating all this guinea pig, I had to fit myself back into this bloody dog corset, as you may remember, originally designed for a Pekingese. And it wasn't long before I could feel that food crawling back up my esophagus. So there I was, down on all fours, the cameras are rolling, I'm just about to do my big leap... When I start to choke, really choke, you know, it's serious stuff. God bless the Dane, my dear great Dane friend. He was there in two wags of his tail. He stuck his paw right down my throat, right into my gullet, and he extracted the entire guinea pig skeleton, which sort of clacked and skittered across the floor. I've never been a big chewer. Normally, when I get to the bones of a beast, I will just get them all straight down if I can. It's incredibly dangerous, but you know, that's who I am. Sue me, sue. The whole experience was very traumatic, but the director said it was quite possibly the most thrilling thing he'd ever captured on film. Tragically, that wonderful movie never did get a cinema released, but it did do the rounds on VHS and Betamax. Some people said that scene was just as good, if not better, than the movie Deep Throat. But the most incredible thing about this tale is that the guinea pigs 
cured my knuckle tension. And so, ever since then, I've been boiling a daily batch of guinea pig broth, and it works like a dream. So that's my gift to you. It might sound a little cruel, a little sadistic, but if you get sore nicky nucks, you'll get yourself some guinea pigs. Get them down, ya. That's what they're there for. I honestly believe that's why God created them. There's no other reason. They're disgusting. Just not to eat. Well, that was my bedtime anecdote. If you're still awake, then God bless you. I don't know what else to do short of um, singing Dirty Down in the Doghouse again. But that won't get you to sleep. If anything, you'll be up all night once you've started tapping your feet to that. Well, thank you to the Dakin sisters for that wonderful thing. I don't know if I've got anything to plug tonight. In all honesty, I can't really be bothered. But please do follow me on Patreon. Become a Patreon. And also, I'm on coffee.com. I didn't really know what I was doing, so I just left it. But somebody's already given me £9. So if you want to give a bit of money towards Anna, just to keep this old ship floating through this sea of awful that we call, uh, well, you know, a pandemic. If you want to chip in a bit, but, you know, not on a regular basis, then please do that. It's been lovely chatting to you, as always. Please take care of each other, yourselves and your agents, because you will need them at some point when work starts again. God bless you, my darlings. I love you. Be visceral, be real. Never change. Good night. You've been listening to Anaman, starring Colin Holt, edited by Dan Snellgrove, part of the Great Big Owl family. Please subscribe, review and share. You can find Colin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. And the same goes for um, Anaman. Just look it up, you'll find it. I'm Sue Clinch. Uh, Tra. Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out of his wheelchair. About four of us... I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend to give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there or would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.